Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Popcorn World. Baseball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. Bet Online has all the latest odds, the news, and information for all your online sporting betting needs. So, visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your, wait for it, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online. Online sports book experts. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. You're now listening to the lead in the ACC with Hockey Trophy winner and Florida State legend, Mr. Charlie Ward, Wake 3 TV, and Burnham Hall of Famer, Kendrick Haskins. And Mr. Talking Noise himself, and of course, Mama Noise, Lloyd Smith. And now, it's time for Believe in the ACC. A rather rare early morning recording from the guys on Believe in the ACC, and we are here, uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I don't know about the bright eye part. <laughs> I'm not even sure about the bushy tail. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded good. You just can't stay bright eyed without saying bushy tail or vice versa. But uh, you know, I'm glad to be here. Though I am glad to be here with my brothers Kendrick Haskins and of course our only Heisman Trophy winner until all of the NIL paperwork clears, Charlie Ward. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Let me just tell you right off the top, your internet is fantastic right now. How's that? You look amazing. You. <laughs> it's crispy. It's flowing clean. I I think it's amazing. And I want to publicly yes, it's four K. <laughs> I want to publicly apologize for to Charlie because I got a message after the show from our streaming service that we use to broadcast the show, and they said that they that they on their end. We're having major technical difficulties for several shows. 
that night. It was not Charlie Ward's fault. I just, uh, this is all I'd say. What, 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 tell, tell, tell him to quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy. That's this, is not, this is not an NIL deal, but this is my buddy, one of my teammates' shirt. Um, Grady Ross is his name. Yeah. Who do you play for? Play Florida State. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, now, now, just a moment, a moment, Charlie. Um, I take this to the the, the jury. Is this because he played at Florida State? As much as I want to, I'm gonna let him. Slide I feel in. like I feel like this is but not on that level. But y'all don't know who he is, so it's not. That's what I was saying. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I don't know if this. I can't even say this is. But here's the problem, Charlie. If we don't give you that, and he sees this, they're like, "I'm not worthy of a humble flex." Like I'm, I'm somebody. Right. Yeah, we got. I'm in this. Yeah, I'm we got to. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, you mean? I feel like we got to do it, Charlie, just because you got this relationship with this guy. I am. I am promoting my teammates' beer. <laughs> but right, but that's what I'm saying. You if, if we don't do it, then it feels like we're not respecting his gear or the relationship that the two of you have. I, I don't think he's if it was Warwick Dunn's gear, we would definitely would have. We would have definitely done it. We wouldn't have even hesitated. But even then, <laughs> that was my roommate. So I mean, oh, well, see, there you go. Now now we I say I, I say we let him slide. We let him slide. Let him slide. Okay. Right. I mean, that's fair. That's y'all, fair. Y'all we need to get the humble flex sponsor. <laughs> we do need it. that. You know what? We're gonna work on that. We're gonna work on that. And and do it in an nil kind of way so that every time Charlie gets it, a donation goes to his charity. How about that? Right. Oh, I can live with that now. Charlie will, Charlie will humble flex the entire show. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I start pulling out everybody's name, just name dropping. Right. It was like I was talking to my friend. Da, 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 da. We were like, yeah, we got a whole lot of owls and pets. Nice. I like it. I like it. I'm well, <laughs> gentlemen, we're here. It, we have arrived. The mm-hmm. NIL is official. And just like in uh, NBA free agency, at midnight, the ball dropped and folk got paid <laughs> right out the gate in the ACC. First of all, shout out to Milton McKenzie and De'Ara King, who clearly get along <laughs> extremely well as teammates because they've launched a business at midnight on on the night of, of I guess it was July first when it all dropped, the Dreamfield, which is a company designed to assist athletes in navigating the NIL rules like autograph signings and appearance fees and all that stuff. So they about to get paid right off the top. Um, launched a full on company. Shout out to Fresno State, the Cavender Sisters. Uh, I don't know if they're I guess they're a volleyball stars or whatever, but they got all these. Um, millions of Instagram followers or TikTok followers or whatever, and they signed with Boost Mobile right off the top. Uh, LSU gymnast Olivia Dunn are, is already parlaying her million followers on Instagram in the brand deals that she is yet to announce. Uh, Arkansas's wide receiver Trey Knox, who I guess is pretty good at the football, uh, did a deal with PetSmart, which is 
the most random <laughs> dog. He must love his dog. He must love his dog. I guess <laughs> I don't know, but I think the biggest deal, huh? I said. Then again, I mean, you know, it could be a, a local deal. Yeah, it could be uh, a local deal. Yeah, that that may have gone, you know, further than that. But I mean, he's if he was a part of some form of a not plan, but if someone got this deal for him because he. You know, showcase this dog. Right. He does have a beautiful dog. Uh, <laughs> you've seen his dog? Yeah, I just I just saw it. It's oh, you the, pulled it out. Okay. It's I, was like, I didn't see his dog. Okay. And then uh maybe the biggest deal, and not not shocking because of who his dad is, but still shocking because he's at Tennessee State, and you were like, really? You just did a deal like that? to play at Tennessee State, but Master P son signed with uh, a company called Web Apps America, and it was a $2 million deal. Not that they needed the money, because... P, P talk, actually talked about that deal about a month ago Yeah, on, on The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne, and he, he, he said he was going to get him at least a million dollar deal. He said as soon as it hits, he's going to have it. So, so what's he gonna be doing? I guess for I guess he's gonna be the face of some app Web apps America, whatever that is. Yeah, maybe there's I mean, if, if anybody was gonna take advantage yeah. of this system, it would be Master P. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Master P was ready. I promise you, Master P was ready the moment he heard about the NIL. Oh, yeah. Like really? Yeah. Hmm, I just happen to have two sons that are very good at basketball. They're coming out of high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Master P was ready for it. He's a, he's a businessman for real. And so I'm, you knew Master P was going to take advantage of that. So what? let's talk about what has happened with all of this. And more importantly, may, or, or not more importantly, but equally as important, what should happen as a result of this new rule? For some of maybe some of the past things that have gone on, um, I don't know. So, so let's talk about what has happened and make sure people are clear on what the NIL ruling is. Uh, we've been talking about it for uh, months now. That you know, this is a name and image and likeness rights deal. Um, the NCAA has lifted, well, been forced, I'll say, to lift their stance on college athletes having control over the name image and likeness prior to this ruling you could not control your name image and likeness in college sports and now that's done uh here are some of the quick points um you cannot pay athletes directly uh from the school so the school can't write them a check you know i keep using air quotes because you know We'll get into the final points of that here in just a second. Uh, the students can hire athletes and lawyers and tax professionals to help them manage the process. Uh, the one that is the most fascinating to me that they, I'm just on how they're going to navigate it is uh, boosters cannot pay the athletes for their athletic report, uh, performances or recruiting purposes, but they can give them money for other reasons. Uh, 
uh support their business i mean i yeah i don't know what that i don't know what that means like athletes though so right they're not gonna stop being athletes i don't understand what that rule means I mean, but they're student athletes so yeah. i mean i understand maybe a booster who has who has a business that can support the student athletes just like everyone else from uh, smu i'm mad Oh God! Oh God! I'm asking you the level of festivity that I feel today is is through the roof. But uh, but I digress. We'll like I said, we'll get to that in a second. But I'm sure uh, there is some violation, even under this nil. <laughs> There's some violation. Well, that oh, yeah. you, uh had because <laughs> I, I mean you know they probably had a deal coming out of high school. That this X Y Z and they just didn't care at that time. So I mean, players having Transams and uh, Camaros back then, <laughs> that wouldn't be a problem today. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I I think SMU may have violated like all laws. All laws. <laughs> SMU all laws. <laughs> SMU didn't care nothing about your rules. <laughs> okay. The level I you know, I live here in Texas and I've heard the I've heard the stories. And and when you talk to people in here in Texas, they'll tell you, oh, back in the day, SMU was in your face with it. <laughs> now, what, what was the guy? What was the guy um who who was like the spearhead, the the booster that was a spearhead? He was a oh. restaurant owner or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I will try to find Sparky, that for you. Say it again. Sparky or Spanky? It's something like that. It's something really. <laughs> it's something really little rascally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. You, like, you wanna... Let's go with Alpha Alpha. Yeah, it's very, it's very little rascally. Uh, the name you, you absolutely right. Uh, um, the, the 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 other part that gets really weird with this nil rule, and I don't know how this is going to unfold, is is how the state laws and the school rules all will converge together because there are some state issued laws that restrict the schools from doing certain things. And then the school, there are some states where they have no rules whatsoever and the schools are required or not required, but the schools are encouraged to put together their own set of rules. There's no universal set of rules coming from anywhere that says this is the way it has to be done. And that's anywhere, including the federal government, who said this was okay. So that's the setup that gives you the background you need to kind of understand what the NIL is. It's it's a financial free-for-all. It's confusing. It's incredibly very, very confusing. confusing. I mean, which, you know, I think, you know, it just comes to – comes back to, I mean, NCAA just not willing to stick their necks out and say, this is what it's going to be and, you know, live with it because they've come under so much scrutiny for all, a lot of other things. I feel like they're just saying, okay, let's, this is what it is. States have beat us too the punch in a sense. Yeah. And we're not mm -hmm. going to, you know, just regulate. 
um, because apparently we we're we're not doing a good job. Uh, this is me just paraphrasing my thoughts, um, and we're not doing a good job at you know putting, putting the rules rules together, you know, to be able to help everyone's needs. So we'll just defer um, to the state laws. And then those states that don't have laws, you just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's basically what it is. I mean, I, I mean, you couldn't have summed it up better if you tried. Um, yeah, there is no uniformity whatsoever. There's no uh, connectivity whatsoever, and there's so much ambiguity in the in the way it's unfolding that you can pretty much get away with whatever. So I don't. I, so I'm not sure what's about to happen this year, but I do, and I don't know how it's going to ultimately affect college sports because it's one thing to be playing for something as a top tier athlete, like you're coming out of the hood and you're saying, "Man." I gotta, I gotta work hard and give it my all because I'm gonna make it. I gotta make it to the uh, NFL. Um, you know, I got the five star talent, and I want to make it to the NFL so I can make some money for feed my family. But when you can feed your family at 18, <laughs> some of these guys are gonna walk onto a college campus campus millionaires. You know, like Pat Masterpiece, uh, and then like a lot of these people are that. <clears throat> Because I like, because I know when all this started, it's like, well, what about the smaller sports? They're not going to make as much as the football player. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's not true. You were talking about they got uh, those deals, like those sisters or whatever. They don't play the major sport. If they got a bunch of followers on Instagram, it doesn't matter. And then you also think about they think about University of Louisville, for example. They've got five swimmers in the Olympics this year. You think if you think they're not gonna come home and make a bunch of money teaching kids how to swim? <laughs> you know, have we, have we seen the end of amateurism? Yeah, they get they are able to get deals now if they're yeah. absolutely after yeah. the Olympics. Um, so that 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 that's what's different for them. Um, yeah. Normally, uh, they would go to the Olympics in college and come back, and they weren't able to capitalize on those dollars. Right now they can uh, got back, but now, I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, those those athletes are going to make every bit as much money as you know your Lamar Jacksons and people like that. Listen, I just think the ones, I just think the, you know, just overall view because there are a lot of student athletes that may not make what we're talking about. You know, making this. Most of them won't. This is like, you know, a, a very small percentage that will be able to make a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it opens up the opportunity for every student athlete to be able to hone in on some type of uh, business or skill or relationship uh, that they may be able to uh, use after they graduate. Um, and so I, I keep going back to internships. Now you get now you can have a paid internship as opposed to having to do just a regular internship for experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are the types of things that I'm I, I'm excited about for the student athlete is everyone's talking about the major type 
marketing deals, but it's just those opportunities for every student athlete to be able to capitalize now uh, on that. If they want to go and do a, a camp in their hometown, there's no no issues with that uh, mm -hmm. because they're a hometown hero and they right. may be the third string guy or, mm -hmm. or lady on their team or they're not notable notable on their team as a, as far as being able to capitalize from a national standpoint but in their hometown they're they're able to capitalize now on that deal so i just think mm -hmm. it opens up all those avenues i mean we're talking about the one or two percent that may have all the instagram followers and all those types of things but there are a lot of student athletes that can benefit from this you know from a business standpoint moving forward um to help them in their careers well piggybacking off what charlie just said i mean a prime example of that is this kid from uh uofl cole bentley's the the center you know around here we you know you kind of know who he is but he's from belfry kentucky which is a very small town in eastern kentucky that's yeah that's a football powerhouse right you know he's talking the town there so he, yeah he goes home and you know he can get some deals back home that he may not even get here yeah and, right. you know it's like yeah those 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 kinds of athletes i mean they'll be able to make money too well, just just even the fact that an athlete now can walk into a store or walk into a restaurant and get a free meal and don't have to worry about the blowback from that. Right. Uh, that's a big deal for some athletes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. they they don't have to worry about it. No, there's no, <laughs> but there's no reason to do that. Yeah, you that no They're good. Everybody can go walk into and get your crab legs, whatever you want to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Charlie, we're fine now. We're fine. Get your T-shirt, get your crab leg, walk out the door, you're fine. So all of that. All <laughs> but of that, you have a sponsorship deal, though, don't you? No. Did no. get free stuff? No. No. According to the way the rules read, and again, there's a lot of ambiguity and loose interpretation in all of it. But the way it reads, you can walk into a restaurant as a team, and the, and the, and the owner says, we're going to give you a free meal. Because all we want you to do is just say thanks, go on Instagram and say thanks, uh, Ruth Chris, for giving us this free meal. Done. And everybody's happy. Everybody wins. Why do you have to uh, announce that it was free? Just thank <laughs> well, Ruth Chris for this meal. Okay. Okay, Charlie, we won't announce that it's free. But what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. They get a free meal out the deal is what I'm saying. So uh, okay. it, it, it changes that dynamic. So everybody on every team should be able to get, has the opportunity to get something, you know, to make college life just a little bit easier or whatever. Um, especially if you're in the upper, quote, unquote, upper echelon sports, like the football, your basketball, your baseballs, uh, those guys should do quite well. Like, they should do quite well. And you're going to see some of the other middle sports do well as well. Here's here's, here's what I'm going to say, and, I, and this is just being honest and as real as we can possibly get. Those Cavender sisters are easy on the eyes. As well as, as – I, I was just about to say, as well as a lot of volleyball players and soccer players and field hockey and, and you know, girls basketball yeah. or whatever. So those girls, if they choose to do that, 
they can go and get modeling deals or mm -hmm. brand endorsement deals based on their visual appearance and do quite well with that as well. So there's so many different paths and avenues to financial uh, opportunity for all of these students, regardless of what tier you're on. You can, the bottom line is you have the capacity to make money. Now, the challenge about it is- you imagine Skylar Diggins in college with this? Well, one? and see, that was going to be my next <laughs> question to you guys. Number one, have we seen the end of amateurism? And number two, the navigation of all of this from a day-to-day -day perspective seems like it could potentially be crazy. It just feels like it's the beginning, beginning of the end of the NCAA to me. Well, that's how I feel as well. That's how I feel as well, because why do we need y'all? <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's going to be the beginning or the end. I think they'll uh, find a way to rebrand themselves in a sense of what they do really, really well. Um, what do they do really, really well, Charlie? See, I think uh, I think if we were talking about a, I, I think what Charlie's saying would be correct if we were talking about someone else. They host a good tournaments. I mean, you think about all the tournaments that uh that we NCAA for that. A part of all the all the tournaments that we're a part of, the NCAA tournament. Charlie, CBS CBS, ESPN can uh Disney can organize that tournament. There's so many things. Listen, the NCAA, I think, is about to find themselves Irrelevant. If they, they can do the same thing for the NFL, I mean, if they wanted to just take it over, I mean, mean, I'm saying there's a partnership. I understand what you're saying as far as they can take it over. Yes, they could, but they could do the same thing for any organization. They could but take I, it over. But you see, those other organizations are stronger, more stable organizations than right. I, to, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm just mm -hmm. saying. That that they're in the TV business, so for them to take it over, to me, I, I, it just it just, there's a lot that goes on. I think we are missing that point. Is what I'm saying. So I do believe the NCAA would re they would do if that was their sole focus, their only focus, not governing rules and regulations, those types of things, but put actually putting the tournaments on. That's where they make all the money anyway. Um, but I, I think what they get but I think of, what they've done though, Charlie, is left open a door for another organization to come in and organize and propose an alternative to the NCAA. Because if it's just about the logistics of college-based championship tournaments, well, somebody else could come in and do that and do it. You're talking about history. I mean, there's a lot of history behind the NCAA, and it's been there for quite some time. And so I'm just saying, if we're, what we're talking about the NCAA is if the rules and regulations part, I, I totally can get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, however, they can, if they want to do it, I think they can do it. Um, not because if you're bringing in a whole nother organization, outside now you're, you're you're going down i mean what we've been going down which is i mean maybe a good thing i don't know but i'm just saying 
Um, the NCAA, I think they will rebrand themselves if it came to that point because they're at a point now where they're like, do whatever. Well, I think the danger that the NCAA is in, I thought you kids got to this, yeah. is, is that a partner has to bring something to the deal. And right now, you look at the NCAA and say, what are you bringing to the deal? Like, And I guess it's a matter of time for the Power Five conferences just link up and just move on and do their own thing. Because they can strike a financial deal. Listen, the TV money goes as the Power Five conferences go. Right. And then, and then the mids are going to be like, well, we're not going to get left out of that deal. So if y'all going, we going. So then what's left? <laughs> right. Well, there are other divisions. I mean, there. Are, we were talking about the power five. And, yes, they could do it on their own. But there are some other schools out there that's a part of the NCAA currently that need the su- actual support. Yeah. Um, and when we start talking about one – one portion of it now you're cutting out a whole another portion um that you know needs needs some structure in some form of fashion and so yes the power five could do it but now you're the american yes they could probably do it i mean everybody can start siloing but then you have no no uh i mean Everyone's kind of on their own, and everyone started to divide. And next thing you know, you have all these different silos uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to college, college, uh, you know, conferences and those mm-hmm. types of things. And maybe that's what the world is coming to, where everyone started doing their own thing and, you know, dividing up in those pieces. As far as conferences and those types of things, I can totally get the power five, you know, saying, hey, we, we, we can do it on our own. All the schools and their our conferences can work together. We have our own NF, I mean, our own um, football deal. We can mm-hmm. do our own basketball deal. You know, we can have our own little deal. But then you talk about the Division two schools. They may need the, the support um, from a bigger organization to be able to help them through. And that is a way different financial model mm-hmm. uh, than than what you will currently see under the under the current structure. So I I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of leaning more toward what Kendrick is saying. I feel like the the NCAA is about and, and you said it too. You said rebranding. I think they're gonna have to be forced to look at the model uh, a little bit differently. I want to I want to pivot just a little bit to ask this question. That's what has happened. That's what could happen. What about what should happen? Uh, and I bring that up because there's been a lot of conversation. I mean, a lot of conversation as to the punishments and penalties that have been imposed by the NCAA over the years for set for many, many uh, uh, schools in regards to NIL stuff or improper benefits or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, that this rule is in place federally, shouldn't there be some kind of retroactive thing where you go back and say, "Well, listen, if it was, if it, if if federally it was, it should have never been in place in the first place, and that the rule 
or that you have put in place so that they couldn't do this was in place and improperly in the beginning, then that means, doesn't that nullify all of the stuff that you said was a quote-unquote rule-breaking? The Michigans, the Louisvilles, the Arizonas, the Kansases, mm-hmm. the UNLV. I wonder with Louisville, especially with this this last thing that's still hanging over their head with, with Bowen and Adidas, that should go away. That should go away. <laughs> that, really we should did. be done with that. Michigan's banners should be put back in place. Everybody's but championship the banners. Is, the thing is with the schools, uh, they 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 don't they're not allowed. I don't say they're allowed. I don't know if they're allowed or not. But are they allowed to strike up deals for players? It is the other thing because some of the things say the schools aren't allowed to do that. And under this Adidas deal, that would be the case. Well, the school is not allowed, but Brian Bowen's deal, as I understand, I'm going to use him as the example. As I understand, and Kendrick, you, you were there, so you correct me if I'm wrong. That deal wasn't necessarily coming from the school. It was right. coming from Adidas. Right. So if he was doing a one-on-one deal with Adidas – it has nothing to do with Louisville, right? So that, however, however, the school was in. Uh, I'm just the school was involved, meaning the Adidas said, "You come to this school, we will give you X, Y, Z." But why is that illegal? Based on this, based on the NIL, the NIL why is that illegal? It's illegal, right? According to the NIL rules, now that's not illegal. I will. Have, and, and by I, the way. That's what you're about to see. AU is about to become a true pipeline now for uh, financial deals to like this to go down. If you're playing on an Adidas uh, squad or a Nike squad or Under Armour squad, you're going to those schools because now there's a connectivity to it. There's a there's a financial connectivity to it. Know, and, but that is- well, because the rule is you can't play on a you can't have a, a shoe deal at a school, right? Uh, and play at that school and wear those shoes in a game. So now, when you pick your school, you picking your school based on your deal that you have in place. But it is a recruiting deal because there's in there somewhere it says something about. Enticing, recruiting, uh, somewhere. Uh, but that's the ambiguity because oh. is it recruiting deal if I already play for an Adidas team and I already have that relationship? Is that a recruiting violation? Now, we all, the answer to that, you know, away from the actual rule is yes. It absolutely mm-hmm. is a recruiting deal. But but you can't really see it. That, but legally, you can't say it that way because I'm already playing on this team. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If I'm already there... You can't say you recruited me. I play for this team, and we we wear Adidas. So was that was that the deal? Like once he got there, because it seems like all these guys were first year, uh, or this is the way they they were brought in under under the confines of you know Adidas would do this with the coach being involved, and this is how they got to the school. See, Patino contends he wasn't involved in that. And so you take that for what it's worth. Right. And so, and, but, the, but like the whole investigation that was brought upon 
basically the schools were the victims in the way it was portrayed. The schools were the victims in the government's involvement in it anyway. The reason why they got involved is the schools were being viewed as a victim. Because I've always wondered, if you're the NCAA, how do you justify punishing the victim? If they're the victims, if the schools are the victims, how are you punishing the victims? Well, and then in addition to that, it was, you know, it wasn't the schools necessarily. But in addition to that, Kendrick, if if NIL has now said you can do a shoe deal, you can't wear the shoe that you have if it's different than the shoe that the school has a deal with on the court, but you can wear it anywhere else you want to wear it and endorse it however you want to endorse it. Well, if I pick the shoe that the school wears, Right. Then, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not against I'm not saying I'm against all any of it, uh, that stuff. I'm just saying that it sounds like it, there's some recruiting in this whole mix. No, um, you're one thousand percent correct. So Charlie. That is what I'm saying. Whether like if I was in school and I decided to go with Nike because that's the school that we were affiliated with. OK, well, no big deal. Um However, if I'm being if if I'm being recruited by Florida State and they're a Nike school and I get a deal with Nike before or this is the way I'm choosing my school, then yes, I mean that's illegal. It, uh, it should be illegal. But, but here's where I would argue against that. I if I have a deal in place prior to going to college, I know I'm going to college. I'm a D1 athlete. I'm going to go play somewhere, and I already play on an AAU or select team football, and, you know. And we have Nike as our sponsor. I'm not gonna go mess up my deal playing somewhere else because part of the reason why my deal can't increase while I'm in school is because I get to wear my shoes on the on the court or on the field. So, uh, so okay. it's recruiting. It's I understand what you're saying, and you're a thousand percent correct. But the other side of it is, if I already have it in place, it's not recruit. It's easy to recruit me because I'm not going to mess up money I'm already making to go to some school, regardless of whether the school I might like the school or not. I'm never going to go to an Adidas school and mess up my own personal family bank account just to satisfy some whatever, unless I just really love Louisville and I just want to play in Louisville. But more, more than likely, I'm going to stay in alignment with my shoes because it's financially beneficial to me and my family. I understand one. Yeah. However, now when you get a coach involved, that is where the issue comes in. If, if I'm choosing a school and yes, they're recruiting me, and I want to go to that number of school. When the coach is brokering the deal, they now this is where we start talking about recruiting boosters, all these types of things. Is when you start getting these people involved. Now, if the coaches are recruiting the kid, and the kid they're recruiting them legitimately, like normal, and the kid decide I want to stay within my shoe deal, high school, whatever the case, AU, whatever the case may be, and I'm choosing Louisville because they're Adidas school, I want, that's 100%, I do believe. But when we start talking about coaches brokering deals 
to get kids, that is recruiting. That's a recruiting violation in a lot of fashions. And, and I know it has been in the past. I don't know if it still is under the new NIL or not. I just don't know. I'm, just, I'm not saying that. Yes, one it way. Has, or it has to be. I mean, because it has to come under. There has to be some. There can't be wild, wild west in a sense. Because <laughs> you'll start you'll start having more of these where, you know, coaches are brokering deals with the shoe company to be able to get XYZ players on their team. That, I mean, at some point. Uh, but I, I think that's the reason why, uh, um, and that's the thing with some of the states, it may be where certain schools can do that in the state and some can't. But mm-hmm. I think I saw somewhere in there where it says that the colleges, they didn't want anything to be able to do when it came down to these type of recruiting issues where they could bring kids in or kids can come in under what we what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the recruiting, bringing kids in because of recruiting the kids based upon shoe deals or whatever the case may be. Now, Reggie Bush, totally legal now. Which is I it? No, because like, because the thing is, he had a whole house. His family had a whole house. Is it that? I mean. But but Does that fall into that? Yes, or? that's outside counsel. Mm-hmm. People that were taking care of me, I, I do believe, was outside counsel. So mm-hmm. it's, it falls right underneath what they're doing today with the NIL, and you can go out there and get your own, you know, counsel, uh, the different people, and they can do, you know, he could he, he's probably doing a deal in some form or fashion. He can sign autographs. He could have paid mm-hmm. for the house. Um, he didn't. Ha- he probably don't need. He probably at this point. If he was able to do something, uh, if he was able to, his name, image, and likeness, he could have paid for his parents' house um, mm-hmm. for them to, to rent out or whatever. Um, so, you know, he probably wouldn't even have needed someone else to do it for him, mm-hmm. uh, which would definitely be <laughs> totally wiped out everything that, that would have happened anyway. So that's just another um avenue to even think about you know he probably wouldn't even need it whomever it was that helped his parents with the house if he was able to sign autographs because of right. the same image of likeness or do certain deals um so i just think that's another thing that comes out of this whole deal hopefully the ncaa just look at his deal and throw it in the trash and say man you reinstate it and then he can get his husband back um, and all those things um, can go hand in hand because what he did, I do believe, falls underneath the NIL um, as opposed to what the basketball and Adidas ring or whatever they did. Um, right, my question now is because I, I even wondered this before all this NIL, NIL stuff starts. So, like, say Florida State decides to do a run on throwback jerseys and – they start selling number 17 Charlie Ward jerseys again. Do you before you didn't get that money, right? But would you now because of the NIL? They they will have to uh now that I'm out of school, they they would have to do a royalty deal with me. Okay. Um was it like that before? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't know because I always wondered that. Because like I still see like I still see people running walking around today with uh, number eight U of L jerseys. It's obviously Lamar Jackson. Does he get 
does he get paid for that now that he's out of school or not? He um, he has to do some deal with them in order for him to do it since he's out of school. But now, if you're in college and people are selling your jerseys, then I, you're able to you know capitalize off of that. I tell you one thing that I'm very very interested to see what happens is I saw this uh, EA Sports was talking about we may get back in the game or whatever, whatever. I don't know if they will because they would have to pay out for the game now. Right. Insane. Like it, it, it's, and, it, and it's tiered. It's going to be tiered. Like the upper, the skill players on that game <coughs> are going to make so much money. And then the linemen gonna make money. The kick, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay out. It, it don't it's even a lot of overhead, but they make it up though. I'm not paying four hundred dollars for a college football game. Yeah, I mean they'll, they'll price point it at the same thing, but I mean they'll be able to make How? up. For it. How do you do yeah. that, Kendrick? How would you price point it the same thing if you got to pay royalty off that? Listen, if you can't price point it at seventy nine dollars, I bet they they figure it out. Because well, I mean, I, one that game, that game is still one of their most popular game. EA Sports it's popular game. It, might, it means right up there with Madden. And if they came back out with college football, it's going to outsell Madden. It's been a better game than Madden. It's been a better game traditionally. I, I, to be honest with you, I stopped playing on a PlayStation because they got rid of the college football game. That was my I game. On, I love that game. I went on eBay. <laughs> I should have had a ding. I should have had a yeah, right. But I went on eBay and got me a 360 when the pandemic first started. Got him got an old 360 just so I could play the college football game. I, oh. I, I still had the uh the 2012 edition of it. I love it. So if love they come that. back when they I don't even think it's an if, it's a win. When they come back out with that game, it's going to make so much money. It's yeah. gonna explode, but but you're right. It's gonna cost the the overhead is gonna be amazing because it is so Ooh. many players they're having to put on there. But I mean, you gotta think rosters on that game. Now everybody doesn't make the game. That's what the, that's one thing they'll do. Not everybody's gonna be on the game. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. what they said. They're probably uh, capping it around fifty players for each game. Yeah. That's what they were saying. They were watching to see how they could, um, because they're they're used to doing deals with uh, groups, um, and so to have like every, it may pay to. I don't know if the school can get involved. You know, it may pay for you to be a champion. Um, and they do a deal with that championship team, mm-hmm. um, you know, year, you know, each year, um, and whatever sport it may be. I mean, that's I'm sure they're they're looking at it just like we talked about earlier about you know the NCAA and everyone's looking at where we are today on this NIL to see what tweaks may need need to be worked out over the course of time. Um, you know, to be able to either scale some things back that may get out of hand, some loopholes, just different things that they're, you know, looking at over these next year, two years, three years, and then they'll say, you know, this is getting out of hand. Well, um, the other 
part of the charge that's really interesting is the copyright aspect between the the brand, the actual school owning the copyright of the of the the logo and the name and that thing, coupled yeah. to what the NIL actually is. So yeah, you own your name, image, and likeness, but you don't own Alabama, right? So how does that work? How does that? So there's a there's a percentage that's going back. To, there's a lot to be sorted out here. Um, now, yeah, something they could something they could do is like I say when you win a championship. Mm-hmm. Something they could do is, uh, you know, pay the school for their name, image, and likeness, or logo, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and then everyone that was on that team will get some form of a royalty once yeah. they graduate. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, um, there's going to be some copyright deals struck for sure. And so that, I mean, that's a I got a question to both of you about this, though. So do you think students will stay longer because there's really no financial rush for the upper tier students to leave? Like for this year, the Heisman Trophy candidates are going to get <laughs> They're going to do extremely well. That, that that's a very good point. Yeah, uh, it's a good point. I think it's very possible you'll see. I, I I think your top your top tier are still going to leave early, but I don't think you'll see those those guys that you're like they you're like should they really be leaving right now? I don't think you'll see those guys be as quick to leave. But like I think your top tier guys are going to leave regardless because as much as much money as they'll be able to make. On NIL and college, they'll make yeah. way more than that in the NBA. <laughs> so yeah, I, see, I think it's gonna be on a case. I think it's gonna be on a case by case basis. Because if I'm leaving, so so I be yeah, they're down. getting endorsement money, but they're not getting a salary. Right, but think about this: <laughs> so. if I'm Zach Wilson, and I really not is it Zach Wilson? Was that the quarterback that went to BYU, San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, no, which uh, the Jets, the Jets, yeah. Jets. If I'm Zach Wilson and I really don't want to go to the Jets and everybody knows who I am and I'm and I signed the right deal, I sit on that five million dollars for another year and I, go, and I, I, wait for the team that I really want to play for. No, I don't I don't I don't think you're getting though that may be an outlier of the outliers. Yeah. <laughs> you may have that once every blue moon, but I don't think you will get that top tier guy saying I'm going to stay in college when like to Kendra's point, you know, where I can draw salary and do endorsements and do endorsements. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, you know, and I'm a top, top tier player and I'm going to be, you know, having an opportunity to fulfill a dream of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see guys, you know, saying I'm going to stay in college another year because I'm making X amount of dollars. Now, you may see, like, your your next tier, the ones that may not be in the first round or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a top-tier player say, I'm going to stay because I can continue to do name, image, likeness, as well as, um, you know, continue to improve my draft, my draft stock. stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and now you, you – you don't have to go to the G League. You don't have to go, you know, to these other places to be able mm-hmm. to earn, you know, $100,000 and, you know, what have you. 
Uh, I'm just using that. You know, that's what. Well, Charlie, stay there. Stay there because that's the point I was – that was a question I was going to ask. Does this essentially kill the overtime thing before it ever gets started? Because, yeah, you get the $100,000 salary and the NIL rights, but – depending on where you go as an upper tier athlete, because that's what overtime is after, it may not benefit you to go get a $100,000 salary. It may benefit you more to go to a school and play out your situation in a mm -hmm. year. So now the NBA doesn't have to kill that rule or make that rule in place of uh, one and done or kill that and go straight high school because now you can just do the one, keep the one and done and you get the best of both worlds. So, so I don't know. I feel like overtime might be in trouble, like you just said. Well, then again, they may not be because if they're able to stay within the realms of NIL, then they could potentially go to college if they like. Because oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because you're right. Because that's a great point. They're, they're they're essentially extended. It's very similar to like a dual enrollment type deal um, if they're doing it that way. I don't know if it's set up that way, but well it will but it will be now. You just made a great point because now before before the rule was official, it would have been a violation. Right. Now it's not. Now it's just uh, a dual credit kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like you get to, you can set up something with overtime and do a pipeline deal. Wow, that's a great point, Charlie. But but then again, we're only going to be talking about a small group of people. A small yeah. group of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. High school kids. Um, we're only talking about a small group of people, and they are handpicking them um, at this point um, because I don't know if that's a big, huge money making market right now i mean they're getting mm -hmm. some of the top players or some of the players that that are supposed to be top players but i mean this space is only so big you know? right so i mean you, you may be able to 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 garner some support you know locally and in certain circles but will they be able to garner the same type of exposure uh i guess with internet you know, social media sites being able to carry games and those types of things, maybe so, uh, to be able to get their followers up. Um, but I just don't know from a national standpoint, you know, is 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 there enough space for NFL, NBA, uh, all these other sports to be able to say, hey, hire us high school kids now that <laughs> – you know, we, we want to promote, and I'm just I'm just saying there's a there's a lot of exposure out there to be had, uh, but I'm just not sure if those dollars are going to meet up with. You know, it, it would be good for some of them, but will they meet the expectation of what they expect? But I guess a hundred thousand dollars as eleventh grader. I mean, it's not bad money as a level. No. Consider Chick fil A is the other option. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is, this is a, this is, we are in a new reality, gentlemen. Say $100,000, that's 50000 Let's just call it for what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. That's the other, that's the other harsh reality that these young students are about to realize. FICA wants its money. 
That's why I think you're going to get a good percentage of these kids that's going to do it and see all the work that goes into it yeah. on top of doing their college work, and they're going to be like, nah, I'm good. It's a, it's a, <laughs> listen, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot, lot of those kids. It's like, nah, I'm not going to put in that much effort. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they're going to be relegated to offseason or should be relegated to offseason. Mm-hmm. But even – then, uh, like you mentioned, I mean, you got to be selective in your deals. And that's even as a professional, um, you have to be selective in your deal. You can't just say, I'm going to do all the things that come at you. You have mm-hmm. to like use your team to say, this is my lane. This is what I want to promote. This is the reason why I want to do it. And you have to kind of, you know, pick and choose things that you can do, because if you're um attracting a lot of attention there'll be a thousand people coming at you with just different deals and some of those deals may not be good for you from a time standpoint because you just don't have the time but it may be good to be able to select a few things because of the other obligations you have like for us it was family yeah Um, you know you're you're working and then you have family time you know when you aren't working and then you had to mix in that whole deal with, you know, public appearances and what have you. So you can't just be, you know, going all over the place when right. you're working and you're trying to balance family life and now all those things. So I think this is a good uh, wake up, real good wake up call for a lot mm-hmm. of these kids to understand yeah. that um, you have to, there's balance. You still have to balance uh, your yep. life. I want to ask this last question here before we get to our non-ACC question or non-college question of the day. Uh, and this is just me going down the rabbit hole just a little bit in thought. Uh, and I want to make sure I read this correctly because I thought it was quite interesting. Um, students cannot promote, where is it at? Where is it at? Uh, liquor. They cannot promote gambling. And what was the other one? Smoking. Smoking. Those are the only three listed things <laughs> that you cannot promote. However, we know that there are other things out there <laughs> that, that are out there. What's happening? Uh, especially on the well, there's a there's a lot of things out there, Charlie, uh, that you can promote as a male or female speak, mm. you can promote yourself on certain bikes, <laughs> according to, according to the way that rule is set up. So, so I'm not asking about that specifically as much right. as I'm asking the question, what does out of hand look like? Well, I just, I just looked at some Instagram pictures <laughs> of, a couple that, of young ladies. That's all I'm saying. What right. does the hand look like at this point? It, it looked like that should be outlawed, you know. Because it is a BYU. Yeah, okay. right. Now some schools are going <laughs> to regulate that. Some schools are going to regulate that. Right. But some schools are. Some schools are going to be like, I ain't got to do with us. That's your personal I, Instagram account. You can do. I, I totally, get, I totally get it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, Charlie Fashion Nova. And Savage Venti are out here paying top dollars to these girls to advertise on their Instagrams. What about the females? I mean, that's what, what I'm about, talking about. What about That's what I'm talking about. 
Let's let's just make sure that we don't have any um any bow ties without shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, what does out of hand look like? Out of hand can really get out of hand. Yeah, right. Saying, you know, the swimming folks may get totally creative. With their gear. Right. Some of the stuff they, I mean, and volleyball. The, the, what all, they wear in general is close to the They're already pushing the line. So, but I just, but you I know, there's this. gonna be some women, some people. Not, I don't want to pick on women, but just people. I just say people in general. There are gonna be people who, because of the way the rule is written, are going to push the boundaries. Hey, I, not, they, they, <laughs> they set themselves. They didn't set themselves up. Uh, for all it is, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like it's bound to happen through the athletes in in magazines that it, it's uh, going to happen that end up you know in the hands of the wrong people. It's going to happen. It it is matter of fact. I don't even say it's going to happen. It's happening right now. <laughs> but so, now, do you have to be a certain age? To be a part of that. Like well, 18. I think as long as you're 18, you're, you're fine. You're, you're, you're legally fine. It's not so exploitation. That, so what is a minor? 17. Yeah. Up until 18. 18. Well, it depends on the state. I was going to say, especially depends on the state. Some states is 16. But yeah. most states is 18. I'm, I'm just saying, man, that, these people, they, they, with all the sex trafficking and all this stuff going on, I'm just, I'm just leery. I'm very leery. That's what, and that's why I asked the question. I'm saying because you, we meant you mentioned in our little pre-production today about it could get out of hand. And the more I kept thinking about that, I said this really could get out of hand because there's no. I, when I read that rule and it said, it said specifically smoking, gambling, and drinking can't promote those three. I'm like, well, that's not even the worst of the things that right. you do. Even, none of that is a problem. Like, that's not even a big deal. Where it gets bad is that how far this thing can be pushed out. So I it's going to be quite an interesting year, to say the least. I we will that. never forget 2021, 2022. So, so I go back to my original thing. After one year, they're going to look, look at this thing and say, hey, we need to add this in. <laughs> Because yeah. that's, that's, we need to add this addendum. Yeah, yeah. After evaluating this after one year, we realize <laughs> there are some things we need to address. Um, so that's and, yeah, that's gonna be crazy. That's part of the part of the education <laughs> part, though. Say um, it again, Charlie. I'm sorry. I said I wonder if that's part of the education part. Uh, for it should, the, it, student athlete. Because that can definitely lead you down a rabbit trail hole to where, yes, there's a lot of resources that go behind it, but your image can be tainted. <laughs> uh, really, See that, but, but Charlie, that's the X factor in the whole thing. It's, it's tainted if that's not what you want your image to be. But if you don't mind your image being that, then that's that might be the path some of these people are going like, I don't care. Right. I'm making money, so it we are, we are we are headed toward a very <laughs> interesting set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, well, I'll just say Instagram and TikTok <laughs> about to be popping. Oh, about to be popping. <laughs> so just this, yeah, I just say this. Just be leery. <laughs> if someone comes knocking on your locker room door, <laughs> like who? Who are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm here because. I, I I do not disagree, Charlie Ward. Larry, Larry Flint might roll up. I'm just saying. The ghost of Larry Flint might roll right, up. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's going to get it's going to get very interesting, very fast. I I have yet to see a, anywhere in the rules where it says you cannot promote yourself. And there's no <laughs> so let let's see how far down the rabbit hole this thing goes. <laughs> All right. Um, our non-ACC question is the obvious one. The NBA Finals is upon us. <coughs> Obviously, we are very biased on this show because we love us Amani Williams. Mm-hmm. Or as we like to say, Charlie's boy, Marnie, Marnie Williams. Mm-hmm. But I will ask, although I think I already know the answer to this question. <laughs> no, Charlie, you already been outed. What are you, what are you shitting yourself for? Like we, we know that's your guy. He knows. We know why he is. <laughs> okay, if I promise not to give you the humble flex, will you go ahead and celebrate your guy? Uh, yes. Okay. No, no humble flex for this, Charlie. No humble flex. Monty Williams is a very, very good coach. He has a very good staff, and his players have stepped up. To the plate and uh played very very well to get him to the finals. So so what, what is your prediction for your friend? Um Monty Williams? Yes. Uh of course I'd like for them to win in six. Okay. Seven would be fine as long as they win. As long as they win, right. <laughs> so regardless of when they win the series in, I hope hopefully they're on top. But yeah. nonetheless, uh you know it's been a good run. Uh, for him and regardless of what people have said about injuries and those types of things yeah they've been able to manage just like everyone at the end of a year or end of a season they've been able to manage their injuries and uh, have all of their players playing at a high level and going into this deal you know Giannis is probably out game one not sure how long he's going to be out but I mean Milwaukee won the series yeah. against Atlanta. They finished them without Giannis playing, and they found a different way, which good teams do, or great teams do. They find other ways to to win games when yeah. one of their best players out. Phoenix found a way when Chris Paul was out the first two games uh, to win their uh, the first two games of the series against the Clippers, and Milwaukee did the same thing, and so. You know, when it's all said and done, I think everyone likes to see the name stars in a sense, you know, the ones that's normally there all the time. But I'm just happy to see some different I am too. places and right. places yeah. um, that get they'll get an opportunity to win their first uh, NBA championship. I agree with that 100%. Me too. Here's who you going with. It's good to see new faces in there. I'm with Charlie though. I'm going. I'm, I'm picking his friend Monty Williams to win an NBA final. 
<laughs> the Phoenix is first NBA final. Yeah. And to me, the how many games depends on when or if Giannis comes back. Yeah. If, if Giannis is out for the series, I'll give it five or six. If Giannis comes back, I'll go six or seven. But I still think Phoenix just has more weapons. I like what they do better. Yeah. And, you know, we're just rooting for a fr- friend of the show that hopefully will come on the show if if if, if his yeah, friend brings I mean, him on the show after the finals. We'll, I mean, we'll, come on. We'll see. I mean, let's get that humble flex of work in there now, Mr. Ward. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> Let's make that happen. Like, what are we doing now? Okay. I, mean, um, I will make it the trifecta in that I think – not only do I think they will, I I, I get the sense that momentum – and I, I hate to say this, but I just – you know, it's because it's so cliche, but it just feels this way. It feels like Destiny is on Chris Paul and Monty Williams' side. Like, it, it, like for all that they have gone through on a personal level – it almost feels like the Hollywood script has to end with them winning a championship. That's what it feels like. Monty has gone through some of the most incredible circumstances in his life. Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul has as well. So it just feels like the Hollywood script. And when you think about this, I've heard several commentators say this, and, I, and it is quite amazing. Chris Paul could have essentially wrote his own ticket coming out of Oklahoma City. He had proven to everybody in the bubble that he still had something. Mm-hmm. He could have gone back to the Clippers, or he could have gone to the Lakers, or he could have joined up with them in Brooklyn. <clears throat> but instead, he took a team that wasn't even in the playoffs last year. Right. They, did go huh? they did go 8-0 in the bubble. They yeah. went 8-0 in the bubble, but they weren't in the playoffs. And he said, I think I can go and put this team – over the hump, that's incredible. And I'm sorry, I to me, that story deserves, in my humble opinion, it deserves a happy ending. Couple that with the fact that I don't trust Coach Budenhauser to out-coach Monty Williams because the moves that I see him making, I'm going, dude, what are you doing? It took you six games, it took you five games to realize that you had an advantage on the inside against Atlanta. <laughs> so if you're trusting a coach, to me, you're trusting Monty Williams over Budenhauser. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with you guys making a trifecta and say Phoenix. If Giannis plays, I think it's going seven. If he doesn't, then I agree with you, Kendrick. I think it could end in five. Probably will end in six. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just say this: if Giannis plays the game, that it may end sooner. Why? Because I think their strength with Brooke Lopez would be diminished um, yes. because his role totally changed when Giannis wasn't in the game. Not saying that uh, Giannis is the killer, but now you're adding a player who's injured back into mm-hmm. the mix. And now you feel like you have to force feed him to get him going because he, he's not going to be the same type of player unless yeah. Unless he changes his role on the offensive end and become a defensive type of minded person to yeah. where that's what he does well in the series. But I just see if he comes back injured, they're going to force him to play the way they he was playing before he was injured. And yeah. that's just, you, you saw Trey Young try to come back from injury. You yeah, saw Donovan Mitchell, well. even yeah. though he fought through it. 
and played really, really well. But he, from a physical standpoint, they had him on the floor and he just was hobbling. Right. Um, and that's just, you know, when when a player is injured and they try to come back for the team and those types of things, it just forces everyone to play a different role when that player can't take on the same uh, level of, yeah, level of play. Yeah, burden, yeah. Uh-oh, did we lose him? We lost you, Charlie. We lost your audio. Lost your audio. Oh, there, yeah, you there you go. Back. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's – I just think, you know, it would take them a few games to get him back acclimated to where they feel like he can produce from an offensive standpoint. And while they're doing that, I still think the keys – the three – the keys for, for Milwaukee, three players would be Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday – and uh, Chris Middleton. No doubt about it. No doubt I about mean, it. If those three guys can get going and they can implement or add Giannis in some form of fashion to where he can have a few uh, possessions or, you know, where he doesn't dominate the ball, um, multiple possessions, where they feel like they got to force feed him, then they'll have great success. But if they try to force feed him when he comes back is what I'm saying, they're going to struggle. I, I agree a thousand percent on that. Um, real quick, the only caveat I had to that is though is, yeah, Brooke Lopez did that against an aging Clint Capella in Atlanta, who's who's a great defender around the basket, but doesn't really extend his defense. Right. DeAndre Ayton does. And yeah, so, yeah. I don't think Brooke Lopez is going to have the same success against Ayton as he did against Capella. Yeah, no, I agree I, with I, that. I, I I just I like Brooke Lopez. I like him too. The one that played the last two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the, not the other one. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a great point. I, I just think he dominates the the paint. He's a big body. I mean, the dude is huge. Yeah. And if you don't box him out or put a body on him, he's going to be tipping balls in. Or, I mean, I, I didn't know he could dump, you know, off of pick and roll. <laughs> I know, right? That was strange to see him catching alley oops. Like, really? Brooke Lopez? You do that? That's your thing? But, <laughs> the course of the year, you kind of saw his his um during the course of the year, you kind of saw his uh his post ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his hooks and his soft touch around the basket. Uh actually, you know, he has some moves for a big guy, just agility-wise. Mm-hmm. So I think he if he plays the way he should play with the big body, not standing on three-point line, shooting yeah. jumpers all the time. He could be a force to reckon with, even with DeAndre Aiden in the middle. But I'm still going to Suns. I got a real quick question, Charlie, that popped in my head as you were talking, and then we'll end on this note. Uh, Devin Booker specifically, would you, if you had the opportunity, go play in the Olympics, uh, coming out of this thing, Going I, see, that's how I feel. I I would think I, I would I I wouldn't do it personally. Um, yeah, but I do understand that you may not have an opportunity, or you feel like you may not have an opportunity again. Yeah, in the Olympics, and so if there was, if I was to do it, it would have to be on a put me on the team because you got two, got three Olympians in this game. Yeah, um, I mean, in this series, and so put me on the team. Allow me to, you know, be on the team, but not 
stress myself to the point where I'm having to play a whole lot of minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, I can play here and there. And so that would be something uh, hopefully USA basketball would allow them to do that where they're not, they're on the team, but they're not playing a bunch of minutes. I'm a reserve. And, and, and those types of things. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think they would play major minutes till later on into to the Olympics. Like, you know, once it starts to get into the medal rounds, you might see them more, but early on, you're, you're not going to see them playing much. I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would go, but, but at the same time, if I, if I'm choosing to go, I'm a reserve. Yeah. I, give me, put me in in the fourth and now I'll, I'll close the game out for the second half. I have them set up in Olympics. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but put me in on the back head half of the game and I'll close it out for you or something like that. But okay. This was fun. Uh, a great discussion. Uh, I'm curious. Like I said, I'm very curious to see where all this is going. Um, so we will uh, keep monitoring it. Uh, <laughs> my shout out um, is to my love. What's that, Charlie? You got a new shoe? Uh, yes, I just need Adidas to NIL, baby. <laughs> I think that deserves a button. <laughs> I think so. Well, that, 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 you haven't done it all show. <laughs> that, was, that was a flex for sure. And that was a Charlie Ward. Humble flex. Cause because I can't call Adidas like that. And you can. I, so I, I I'm just I'm just needing a deal. <laughs> and Charlie, I, just, I need you to have that deal. But since we're trying to get deals, hey, Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that bag. I'm just saying, where's my feline stuff? <laughs> okay, all right. Let's, let's lock all these NIL deals. Premier down. protein. <laughs> Charlie Ward ones is what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm with it. I am with it. Seventeens. <laughs> right, seventeen. Seventeen. Chad, Chad didn't wear one. I know what you're trying to do, but they need to say seventeens. There you go. Um, okay. This, that is Charlie Ward. He will have his deal, hopefully, by the time we get back. That's Kendrick his, asking. His may take a, at least a, another week, but it's happening as well. <laughs> and I'm let me give a shout-out to my boy Carlos Dixon picking up his yes! win. Like 47-second oh knockout with a body blow. Woo! I mean, a nasty body blow, too. Yeah, shout-out to the young boy. He's, he's a great kid. I'll, I'll get him on. I can get him on for sure. Oh, my God. He, he's, you, you'll love him because he's out of his mind. He put, he put the punk on him, didn't he? Yeah. I was like, geez. Okay. Yeah, Charlie, you got a shout out? No, I got to go. Oh, okay. Well in, that, well, in that case, we got to go. Y'all okay. have a great one. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> we'll see y'all next Monday. Y'all. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward, Lloyd Spence, and Kendrick Haskins. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share from the Noisemakers page on Facebook and on YouTube. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and wherever podcasts can be heard. And join us next time on Believe in the A. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.